Hello, welcome back to Intersectional Media. This is our fourth episode, which is very amazing to me still. You know, when we hit five, that that's like a an actual sort of trophy. A milestone. Yeah, exactly. Why do I always The fifth that? episode. I always forget words when we actually do this. So I'm not dumb, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to talk. I, I always forget. It's like as soon as I hit the record button, it's like, mind empty. That's also how, like, every time we talk, I forget, like, the sources that I'm trying to remember. Right. Like, oh, this came from this. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so Did I imagine it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's been, it's been a week. Has. Uh, in life and the internet and everything. Um, the Emmys were last week. And I think for the first time ever, I did not watch them. Yeah, it's very <laughs> shocking. Like Sam always says, oh, the Emmys are my Super Bowl. So every time- They are my Super Bowl, but you know, <laughs> it is out of whack. I forgot that they were coming up because it's not like they were having an in-person Emmys ceremony so I was like how are you supposed to do the Emmys over Zoom? (laughs) Like I don't don't know. So I just didn't really think to watch it and to be honest the nominees didn't totally like grab me Mm. usually i'm pretty excited about one or two shows and it could be one of two things either i just have either i'm just not watching enough tv that i'm excited about or they're not nominating the things that i'm watching but i will say i was yeah i mean i will say like at the time i was super happy about all the nominees for Insecure mm. that were coming up, like Yvonne getting nominated, I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Right. And they didn't win anything. And they did not win anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, you know, what they did win was they won the night in having the coolest party. Oh, for sure. Um, just, I think that I watched Issa, like, crip walking on the field on a loop for like a solid 10 minutes because the song the joy the dress everything about it and then she was wearing sneakers underneath the sneakers i loved that she's i was like listen if you're wearing a long gown and no one's gonna see your shoes anyway just wear the sneakers honestly i i need to start taking i need to start taking some inspiration from her and more things Agreed. but especially when it comes to fashion i need to take inspiration from her from just making my own shit because you know isa said you know yeah. you're not gonna hire me okay i'm gonna hire myself and now look at her like an hbo connoisseur she is amazing she's doing great she things. is doing the damn thing she really is. and it's so it's so wild when i think back to misadventures of awkward black Girl yeah because i i watched that shit in college <laughs> i like made the people around me watch i was like y'all don't even understand this shit is funny yeah um 
so it's so like I almost want to I haven't watched it in years I almost want to go back and like relive it rewatch it it's probably like so painful probably awkward yeah like like, all that stuff yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I feel like she would even like oh god like that was probably yeah it's so good (laughs) hey stay humble never forget never forget your beginnings even when they're ugly and horrible exactly never forget where you came from never but yes just to get into the emmys recap since why not i mean neither of us watched it but still you know there were some great wins like zendaya that was awesome oh my gosh and then there was like this thing people were like really mad because they you know how they call it like an upset win you know it's like an actual term for like when an underdog wins over what's expected People were like, yeah. how dare they call it an upset win? And I was like, you guys don't know what an upset mean- win means. You know, yeah. I was like, you guys are just embarrassing yourselves on Twitter, and it's really sad. <laughs> well, okay. So it was like Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Coleman, yeah. Jodie Comer, Laura Linney, and Sandra O. Oh, yeah. That she was up against. Mm-hmm. Now, I know how you feel about things like The Crown, but The Crown is very good (laughs) and i am surprised by that token that they didn't just automatically go with olivia coleman because the crown is like one of those just like highbrow prestige dramas like you know the royal family right i have to have like some english breakfast tea when i watch it there's gotta be a mood (laughs) set it's that like it's that kind of show is an italian's gonna love this our british friend from (laughs) tumblr (laughs) even though she also hates the royals but i think she's just gonna laugh at the fact that you have to have tea when you're watching i have to have tea like i i just remember the one time i watched it and it was like snowing and it was in like my old house and there was like a really nice mood. I had a candle on, I had my tea, under my blanket. It like it was a vibe. So ever since this like it's how I have to watch the crown. And I think it's ooh, it's coming back soon, which I'm actually excited about because Princess Diana's coming in. Ah. Are we gonna get is is about to get juicy? Yep. As we all know. As we all know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be good. And I do like I I don't know. I'm the type of person that likes shows and movies and like biopics for the sole like issue of casting because mm. sometimes I can be really like fascinated by like who they cast mm-hmm. for these types of shows. So like Jillian Anderson is playing Margaret Thatcher. She's in it? I have no With, idea. Yeah. And for this, yeah, for this, like, coming season, because, mm-hmm. yeah, Margaret Thatcher's the, like, they're going into those years when she was the prime minister. Right. And um, just looking at, like, I feel like I saw a couple pictures, and I was like, oh, shit. I see y'all in hair and makeup. We have the same birthday. We <laughs> love Jillian Anderson. My queen. My X-Files queen. I was never an X-Files kid, but... My dad loved that shit. I was a sensitive child, so that kind of shit scared me. Oh, it scared me, but my dad loved that shit, so he didn't care. So he would watch it anyway. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to watch X-Files. But yeah, Shit's Creek swept the Emmys. 
They took like everything. You um, know, people said Shit's Creek never got what they deserved and they really took that to another level. Yeah. And then just gave them all the things. I have nothing bad to really say. No, no, me neither. Didn't I? I've never seen Shit's Creek only because I just haven't had the time to commit myself to. Right. It's funny. I am. I I I I am sure it is like a hundred percent sure that like if I watch it, I'm gonna be like, oh, this shit is great. Yeah. I just haven't committed myself to it, so I'm not gonna say anything. That's fair. We all know that <laughs> I'm the sitcom queen over here, so like, give me a sitcom and I'll fucking, you know, just sit there and binge it all day. Because I feel like sitcoms, I just, sitcoms are so like, I don't have to like focus on them. Like, I don't have to be like locked in and be like, oh my god, what's happening? The way I do with dramas, and so with dramas, I typically will like start binging them and I'll fall off, like Parenthood, like. I'm like, yeah, I like it, but also I don't have time to sit here and like watch this drama for like hours. And it's like I do, but I don't want to. Like my my brain capacity is not willing to handle that. But like with a sitcom, like oh, I don't really have to pay like that much attention because it's like gags and stuff. So it's like okay, whatever. So with Shit's yeah. Creek, obviously I had to watch it because I'm Canadian. And it was filmed near my hometown. So I was like, oh, shit, now I really have to watch it. And, <laughs> like, all the rural area, like, that's where they filmed it, like, near where I grew up. And so if you watch Shit's Creek, you can kind of glean the kind of childhood I had in which you just live in a small-ass white town. There's maybe, like, one or two people of color around. And then, you know, everyone else just kind of, like, knows each other. And you just do – it's, like, very stars hollow but like make it Canada. Uh, it's a good time. But yeah. yeah. I'm glad I'll eventually commit, but you should. You know me. It takes me it takes me time. I like to languish. See you're the sitcom person and I'm the drama. Person. Yeah, exactly. I like to languish in my just deep existential Meanwhile I'm like no sometimes <laughs> No if that's why you have me to, like, every now and then send you a Snapchat, like, ain't this shit, like, just so much. Like, I, like, oh. it's so funny. I'm, like, as I'm, like, re-watching Sons of Anarchy now, which, like, I have no idea why I'm doing that again. It's, like, the most ridiculous show. I know with within the next two days as I get further, I'm gonna be, like, why am I watching this again? Why am I torturing myself again with this? But here we are. Here we are. Well, see, I felt the need to watch Gilmore Girls because it's fall, but then I'm like, I hate Gilmore Girls, so I can't do it. But it, <laughs> Same. But it is the most Same. quintessential fall show in existence. Like, if you want to feel autumn, Gilmore Girls will make you feel autumn. But it does have the, yeah, it has an autumn ambiance. But you it just, does. but it's just. But I can't do it anymore. It's just garbage. So then it's like, no. I can't even watch, you know what? I would have been excited with that stupid little revival with it being into seasons. If like every like season, you're like, oh, let me watch the summer episode to like get in like right. summer mode. But you can't. No. Because they're all shitty. Exactly. It's not so sad. Depressing actually. I don't make me yeah, don't make me <laughs> no, we, we we will not go into a rant. Don't more girls right now. I, but, yes. I can't do it. No, no, no one has time for that anyway. But yes, back to the Emmys. 
<laughs> I mean, there's not really much to say with the Emmys. Like, we love to see people win, especially Zendaya. Regina King. Yes. Yeah, Regina King, Zendaya. Um, Ron Zephyr Carrie Jones. Washington. Oh, she won something? She won for producing. Hey, we love that. And I love that because I do love Carrie Washington. Scandal high for life. As we all should No matter love. how crazy that show got. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know how I feel about Scandal. So. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Oh, rewatching that was some funny shit. Um, Uzo, Uzo Aduba. Wow, there's some uh, good ones. Oh, yeah. Aya. We love them. Listen, I know you never finished the get down, but he was still really hot in that, so we love him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I, I did it. Which is shocking because uh, you like dramas. So I was like, why? I know. Why isn't she, why isn't she into it? I don't I understand. Like a very specific type of drama. I don't get it. That's so good. We're missing out. Um yeah, a lot of those guys won. Yeah, Ron Sevis Jones and Jasmine Sevis Jones, mm-hmm. which is so cool. A father daughter win in the same year. We love to see it. I love. I do love that Ron Sevis Jones continues to win because of This Is Us. When he does literally the bare minimum. The bare minimum. He's in there for like a total of five minutes yeah. for an entire season yeah. and can win a guest actor nomination. Yep, I love it. Name somebody else with that kind of power. I love it. We have to stand. I love it for him. <laughs> He's like, wow, I went to work for maybe two hours and I got, <laughs> I got an Emmy nom and I won. So it's like that saying something. We love that for him. Listen, if that was my life, I'd be like, yeah. Give me all the five minutes of screen time. I only need five and... minutes. <laughs> and Tyler Perry won the Emmys. Oh, right. Award. You were pissed cool. about that. Were they? Yeah, because like he doesn't uh, hire writers from unions and he doesn't respect unions. Yeah. So people were like... I... I... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get it, because, like, it's, like, cool to see Black people win, but you also, you're like, can't you, can't you just give Black people, like, the money that they deserve, and, like, the, you know, if they're aligned with the union, isn't that, like, a good thing? But he doesn't like the union, so he's like, no, I don't hire from the union, da-da-da-da, and I don't know his reasons for that, so I can't say anything, but I know people criticize him for that very heavily. Whereas, like, I'm not really into Tyler Perry, so I don't really know his whole, like, ideologies and stuff like that. Like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, let him do what he do. I just think it's crazy that he will record five bajillion movies in, like, under a year. I'm like, well, that's why Did you see... Did you see recently how he shot, like, four seasons... Yes. ...of TV within, like... Yes, I saw. Like, like, like a month or something. I think that's terrible. I think that's so (laughs) bad. I'm like, there's a reason that people say your work is low quality, and this is why. Because you, he chooses quantity over quality, and that's like the biggest showcase of that. Like, 
you're going to record four seasons worth of a TV show in like a month. That's insane. Well, different TV shows. Yeah, like that's like different, that. like a season for this show and a season right, for this show. Right, but that's like horrible. It's 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 not good and the only the most reason that I would say it's not good is because of I have to wonder what kind of labor everybody oh, yeah. put into that. It's that's really my concern. 100%. And this is why people are Cuz the quality yeah, because the quality is whatever. Because let's be honest, people are going to watch Tyler Perry shit regardless. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I have yet They're to gonna watch complain about Acrimony. It. Yeah, I have yet <laughs> to watch Acrimony, but I've heard that that's one of, that is a special movie, a special Tyler Perry movie. That doesn't make any sense. Um, Do any of his movies make sense? <clears throat> not quite. <laughs> On Bravo, a lot of times, like when you know I'll be watching like Real Housewives or like some other Bravo show, and then after they have like Medea's Halloween comes on or something like that, like all the time, and I've seen like little bits of it, and I'm like, who, what? <laughs> yeah, I okay. So the thing with Tyler Perry and his like whole quality thing is that like. The reason that his quality is so bad is because he doesn't put in the time and he doesn't let people get to where they need to be in terms of giving him great quality, like in terms of like the labor. So it's like if they're rushed, then of course the quality is shitty. And like, so that's kind of like how it goes hand in hand because it's like if you're filming four seasons of something in like a month or four seasons of different tv shows in like a month and the people who work for you have to like learn all of their lines for the entire season in like a month they're probably not doing a very good job i can tell you that much (laughs) and then the people who have to edit it probably are editing it very sloppily to be honest and then, like, your film crew, everybody is exhausted. Nobody's trying to put in the time and the effort that they should be putting in. And this is what people complain about when they say, like, well, he doesn't respect unions because a union would never let that happen. And that's kind of why people side-eye him for being like, oh, I don't work with the union. It's like, yeah, because the union wouldn't let you do that. A union would be like, yeah, that's not acceptable. Like, that, you can't be pushing people to that limit. You need to space this out. And he doesn't want that. And, like, that's for him to, like, not want and all this shit. But it it sucks because you're like, well, you know, Black people need jobs. And some Black people are going to go to you because you hire Black people, obviously. And they might not be getting roles other, like, elsewhere. And they're being taken advantage of by you because you're impatient. And you don't want to, you know, put in the time to make things good (laughs) so you just rush everything (laughs) it's like okay well i mean do you but like that's why your work low-key sucks but that ain't (laughs) that ain't my business so yeah he uh he's done i just i credit him for his entire um like the lot that he made oh right Yeah, yeah, yeah it is that's the only reason why he was able to do that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. especially during a pandemic. Yeah. 
And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of, like, I'm pretty sure that there are other, like, shows and studios that have come to him. Oh, sure. And been like, yo, can we use this piece? I'm sure. Because, like, you got your own White House over here. Yeah. You got your own, like, you got your own everything, so. I'm sure. I'm sure he is, it's, uh, he's it's making money it's off interesting. of that. I imagine that he is making bank off of that. 100%. Cause it's like the, I think they officially said that he's a billionaire. Yeah, because it's like the WB lots, right? Like, everybody <clears> films <throat> there because they have everything. It's like where Gilmore Girls yeah. films everything. And then where else they? they also film Pretty Little Liars there. So, like, the lot that was used for Gilmore Girls is the same lot that's used for Pretty Little Liars. And you can tell because, like, it's the same gazebo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think there's also the added thing of him having, like, housing and all of just it, it's like a little mini town over there so yeah that's quite a feat <laughs> that he has created it is quite a feat and, uh, it's it's very it interesting i mean he has good things yeah. and bad things as he all is. creators do so nuance that is just the creator's life yep that's just the creator's life and uh, didn't Spike Lee say some shit about him? I feel like he did, but I don't remember what he said. Spike Lee's always... I feel like he was like, oh, like, good... <laughs> he's like, good job on making the lot or something, but then he was also like, oh, your shit sucks. Or something like that. And I was like, he's not wrong, but... He's not wrong. Oh, well, then we'd have, so then we would have to talk about some of your work, Spike. We would have to talk about... Exactly. The second season. Well, not the second season. The first season of She's Gotta Have It. Well, both seasons. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Even the movie. <laughs> All of it. It's bad. But anyways. For our next topic, let's talk about social media's reaction to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. For it has been, you know, quite a, quite a while. Well, not, not like quite a, a while, but you know, long enough. Long enough for her, for people to respond to her death in a way that is like, no, we're so fucked. Like, that part's over. Like, people have, like, kind of accepted, but, like, you know, y'all are kind of fucked <laughs> politically. And now we're talking about other things in regards to her, like the fact that she was in a white feminist. Which, I mean, is not surprise. It's not. So, <sighs> okay. It's not that I'm going to tread lightly here because I feel like I'm going to be shaking the table. By saying all this and the girls are gonna be mad <laughs> oh no it's true <laughs> no it's true they, like it's true you know this because <laughs> i feel like i have bought into this too and there are so many things that i didn't remember <clears throat> so it like for me it started with the picture that i saw of all of her clerks and her staff like welcoming her like body like out on the steps right and it's a very powerful image but it was very much pointed out that <laughs> there were no uh, there was nobody black there <laughs> so mm. and that brings up the just people starting to bring up like this isn't surprising guys like at most Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been like very I would say the right word is neglectful (laughs) 
when it comes to black yeah. issues and she certainly will go down in history as a staunch feminist and a champion for women's rights. But I think what people have to realize when we say things like this is it's very, very fair for us, for us to ask, like, does that specifically like open doors for just white women in mind? Is that do anything for women of color necessarily? Does it do anything for trans women of color? Like that's what we mean when we talk about white feminism because a lot of times people, like women can be, can say that they feel like women are just as good as men and that there's a ton of equality that needs to happen within our systems, but then their work benefits white women more than it benefits all the other women. <laughs> so right, that's why intersectionality is important. And it sure is. Which is, and like, then I remembered her, like, the issue with Colin Kaepernick and what she had to say about Colin Kaepernick. I straight up, like, it was almost like this was blocked out from my mind because I do remember when this happened, but I totally forgot about it until all this stuff came up. This was, like, back in 2016. And she had been asked about what she thought about Kaepernick's um, protests. And she said, you know, like, would I arrest them for doing it? No, I think it's dumb and disrespectful. I would have, I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would point out how ridiculous it seems to do such an act. So the girls were mad. <laughs> People were mad and really disappointed about hearing that. Because if there is anybody that, you know, on the Supreme Court that should understand this, like, like people thought that it should have been her. She later came out and had an apology. Um, and she said, some of you have inquired about a book interview in which I was asked how I felt about Colin Kaepernick and other NFL players who refused to stand for the national anthem. Barely aware of the incident or its purpose, my comments were inappropriately dismissive and harsh. I should have declined to respond. So, I think it's a good apology. My only thing yeah. is that Kaepernick's protest came after so many other incidents that I just don't, I don't understand. Like, as a Black woman that, like, has been paying attention to this shit as somebody who like has to pay attention to these things that somebody doesn't see what Kaepernick was doing and make that connection and understand like what he was trying to say but that's just me <laughs> you know and my yeah. focus can certainly be a little bit different than other people so well I think it comes down to privilege right, right? where she 
have to pay attention to that because it's not affecting yeah. her. So it's her. it was her blind spot. It wasn't something that she had to pay attention to because she's not Black and she doesn't have, well, I don't know if she does or not, but I assume she doesn't have Black family members. And so because of that, there's a blind spot there. It's like, oh, well, yeah, that might be happening. Or like, I hear grumblings about that, but like, that has nothing to do with me. So I'm just going to keep walking, you know? And so like, when you keep walking, soon enough, you get far enough away that you don't hear it anymore. And then people will ask you something and you don't have the context because you walked away. And then it's like commenting on something that you didn't see, you didn't hear. And then you're kind of like, when you're given the actual context of what's happening, then you're sort of like, oh shit, like maybe I should have walked away. <laughs> but that's not something that you think about in the moment. You're just sort of like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. And I feel like that's kind of like how white women feel a lot of the time when racial stuff is happening. They're sort of like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. They either think it has nothing to do with me, so I'm not gonna insert myself, or it has nothing to do with me, but I am going to insert myself in the mm. worst way possible. And she went to the spectrum. She chose yeah. the former. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think that for some people, it's tough to admit that. And I think that what's important to remember is that two things can be true. And it can be true mm-hmm. that she was an important, like an incredibly important figure in our history and somebody who did a lot of great things and somebody who did a lot of good. Uh, But it can also be true that she had a blind spot uh, when it comes to racial matters, because from what I've looked at and figured out is she really only ever had like one black, like staff member really, like one like black law clerk uh, on her staff in her tenure. And that man uh, is very white passing and biracial. And so there's a lot that can kind of be inferred from that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I think that for itself, <laughs> I think that's a little weird. And that's also why now that like I take all of this in, and I'm not gonna lie, like, I feel really gross about the fact that, like, people call her Notorious RBG. Crafted after a hip-hop right. song. Right. I'm just like, uh... <laughs> You're like, maybe not. I'm, I'm, stop. Maybe not. I'm going to stop doing that. I don't know what the rest of you but I'm going yeah. to stop doing that. And, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, but, you know, I'm... I'm very glad for the doors that she's opened for women and the ways that she's inspired women, but, you know, not, people are not perfect. And it's really important that people realize that when discussing the legacy of somebody with as much power as her, because these are things that are going to keep happening. They happen a lot when our heroes and so many of the, like, our figureheads pass and we have to look back at their history and say, like, oh, this wasn't great. Like, this wasn't great. This was bad. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
For sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's totally valid. And I feel like it's just one of those things where we have to remind ourselves, like, not to put people yeah. on pedestals because people yep. will fuck up. People inevitably will fuck up all the time. And that's just life. Um, and so it, I know it can be hard because, like, even in Canada, there are people who obviously put Justin Trudeau on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And when he fucks up, <laughs> it's always, like, this big thing. And it's always, like, and I'm always, like, guys, he's just a fucking rich kid in Quebec. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what you expecting. expecting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, like, his dad was the prime minister, like, years ago. And he grew up as a rich kid in Quebec. And because of that, he has a lot of prejudice and bias that he's, trying to unlearn and now he's prime minister and so things are coming out about him like him doing blackface in college and all this shit right and so people are like oh my god like what the fuck and i'm like yeah but he's a white kid from quebec i know that's what white kids in quebec do i don't know what you want i'm like that's just how it is in quebec and and i'm not saying that that's an excuse at all but i am saying you gotta be realistic about things and unfortunately that is just the way things are and that's not even in just Quebec but that's just you know across Canada in the U.S. everywhere you know you're a rich kid a rich white kid and you're virtually untouchable especially if your dad's the fucking prime minister come on and you can just kind of like get away with everything so of course of course he has fuck-ups in his past I'm like do you know how like much power must have like gone to his head like especially as a child like come on like just be realistic about things especially your politicians they were not born politicians so you can't expect them to be perfect you can expect them to be you know decent and have some morals and be like okay like I shouldn't have done that or whatever. And obviously if they can't do that, well, then you're kind of like, I don't support you. And that's the point of politics. You're supposed to align yourself with people that you agree with and that you would support. So like for me, I personally didn't vote for Justin Trudeau and I can proudly (laughs) say that. Like, I was like, I don't really, I don't see it for Justin Trudeau. I was like, he's probably going to win because people are tired of the conservatives. I was like, so he's probably going to win. And the fact that he is Pierre Trudeau's son is going to get him there. Um, And I knew that. And I was like, but the thing with Canadian politics is that in America, you guys have like, I mean, obviously it's not a two party system. You can vote third party if you want or, you know, independent, whatever. But doing that is kind of like throwing away your vote. Like there's really no point to doing that a lot of the time in the U.S. And, but in Canada, it's kind of the opposite because we have parliament, right? So if you support a party, you have to vote for that party or they're not going to be present in parliament. And then the people who you align with politically aren't going to be present to fight for what you believe in. So if you're somebody who is like, I really align myself with the Green Party and I really want to make sure that the Green Party is in the House of Commons and they are fighting for the planet and they are fighting against like pipelines and all this shit because the other political groups don't really care that much, then you need to do your duty and you need to go and vote. You need to vote Green Party to ensure that they are in the House of Commons. 
to make sure that when they're talking about the pipelines and shit, there's somebody in the Green Party who can stand up and say, actually, here's the facts on this and this and this and this and this, and that's why it's not good. So that they can sway other people to your beliefs and your way of thinking, right? And like, but if you're not voting for them, they're not going to be there. And then everyone's just going to be like, oh, yeah, next pipeline, check, you know? And like, that's terrible. So for me, it's like I align myself with the NDP, which is like the new Democratic Party. And like in Canada, people will be like, oh, conservative versus liberal, right? And Justin Trudeau is liberal. But I would say that liberal and conservative are a lot closer than people think they are, especially in Canada. And for that reason, NDP, the New Democratic Party, is actually way more left than liberals are. And so like, this is like, I was really like brought, this like brought to my attention when I was dating my ex-boyfriend and who is very conservative and like very like moral and like very like religious. And he was like, if I were to be a politician, because apparently he was thinking about that, he was like, if I were to be a politician, I would run liberal. And I was shocked. I was like, wait, you're gonna run liberal, you're not gonna run conservative. And he was like, well, they're basically the same party, but like liberal gives you like slightly more freedom or whatever. And I was like, that is so fucked up. I was like, I don't even know yeah. where to start with that. Cause you like you're like told all this time, like, oh, liberal is left and then conservative is right. And I'm like, okay, so I'm liberal. But then like the more I looked into stuff and like I was in my early 20s, I didn't really like know about politics like that much. And I was like, the more I looked into it, the more I was like, I'm not liberal. I'm NDP for sure. So I've always voted NDP and I probably always will because they're the ones who are like, we should have like, a general income for every like Canadian citizen so that if somebody can't work or if they're out of a job it doesn't matter they can still pay for their rent and their food and like all of this stuff and the liberals were like mm, yeah maybe <laughs> like the conservatives are like no and the liberals are like yeah maybe green party is like yo you guys better save the fucking planet so what you better do thinking about income da, 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 da. like the green party is like you know they're kind of they're kind of radical i respect them for it, though, <laughs> but they serve a purpose they serve a purpose and we love i love that for them so you know it's good but and i mean the new democratic party is pro green party so they often work together yeah which is nice so it's like you're getting the best of both worlds when you vote ndp and we have had an ndp prime minister i believe or a premier in Ontario, but people are like, that was a terrible time. It was before I was, I must have been like a kid when that was a thing. People were like, no, we can't go back to that. They were awful. And I'm like, I think it's been like long enough that you could give them another try. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe calm down a little bit. I hope so. Oh God. That sounds lit. Right? Like, especially with like COVID now. So like COVID has been amping up the talks of giving people like a designated income because obviously we were all on CERB, which is the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit. And that paid us $2,000 a month or whatever. But that recently stopped. So like today was like- We are yeah. so scammed here in America. <laughs> I, know. I, just, I, know. I just need to add. 
y'all are getting like two thousand dollars a month we got yeah. one twelve hundred dollar <laughs> check from a president whose tax returns finally got revealed and homeboy only paid like seven hundred and fifty dollars for his taxes at one point are you kidding oh yeah yeah this, like, not great like the scam of it all the scam like the scam y'all better do what you need to do in november or like i'm like Canada's about to become mad overpopulated what right? are we doing what are we doing here Oh, no. It happens to me all the time when I'm gonna like get my citizenship up, and I'm like, but why should I? But why should I? You know, <laughs> you give me a good reason because it's not. Yeah, it's not about anything but the fact that like to get my citizenship, that's money, that's time, time, time for me to study and to like invest in that shit, and then to go take this test and like all this big to do y'all want me to do that for in order to like look at donald trump's picture because it's not because it's not happening <laughs> i'm not doing that <laughs> absolutely not i would not do it mm-hmm. i'm good, would I'm love good to stay. right would love to <laughs> stay y'all know i'm silly <laughs> for the rest of my life y'all need to do something about your president because <laughs> i can't i can't do this anymore yeah Oof. yeah it's it's bad like i don't know like i know november is going to be like the deciding factor for a lot of people and if it does not turn out well i know canada is about to be overpopulated as fuck because people were already coming here from the first election and like I was surprised because I was like, there are a lot of more Americans in Canada now than there were before. And a lot of them are like, yeah, I'm never going back. And I'm like, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't, I don't blame you. I'm like, I, if I was American, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to pack my things. I'm going to go. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go somewhere. Yeah. Like, because the amount of anxiety that I, I get just from visiting is insane. I couldn't imagine living there. So for me, it's always like terrifying to go there because I'm always like, someone going to shoot me today? I don't know. Like that scares me. And then one, I'm afraid of planes, but I just get over that because I'm like, whatever, I have to get over that. But then going to America just freaks me out because I'm like, you guys are like kind of lawless in comparison. (laughs) And it freaks me the fuck out we are like, but we aren't like we right. are but we aren't it's terrifying though like i don't know it's just scary to me i'm like i can't die in america it's not it's not where i want to die so I, i'm always very picky about the places <laughs> places in america that i go i'm like yeah i used to be like somewhere bougie so that i'm not like in any danger just uh it's an interesting dichotomy between the two countries because we're not that different like overall like in terms of like culture and all of that like obviously like pop culture and all that stuff i mean we got tory fucking lanes in america give them bullshit take them back brampton 
That's yours. Kind of mine too. Gladly. I I don't like to clean. (laughs) Nobody likes to take him back to Brampton. Nobody wants to clean Brampton. What the fuck? Even I'm not gonna clean Brampton. (laughs) I mean, granted, I cannot clean Brampton because I never grew up there or anything like that. But fuck Brampton. It's It's just so funny every time. No, that's where all the goons come from. I swear. But it's not like okay, it's not the goons who will actually like kill you. It is legit the Tory Lane motherfuckers who will be like, yeah, I have this gun and I'm going to shoot at you, but it's like a power thing. It's not like I actually like am out to kill you or something like that. Because I mean, who aims at somebody's feet and allegedly says dance bitch? Like that's a power thing. That's not a, oh, fuck you. I'm going to shoot you dead kind of thing. That's like, oh, I think I'm hard. So I'm going to do whatever. And it's like such a punk. I can't okay. I can't even, I just can't even about it. Like, ugh. He's such a piece I, of shit. We are so, like, we are so lucky to be living in the same time period as Megan the Stallion. Like, we're right? so blessed. I personally have just, like, I've grown up with female rap and. I've had many a female rapper like come into my life, you know, and just do the damn thing. Like, like I had Lil Kim growing up. I had Foxy Brown. We had like Debrat. We had Missy Elliott. Like we've had so many. Mm-hmm. But, but Megan is like, she just like came through the gate, and for like that younger generation, that's like coming up. Like y'all. Are so lucky to have wow. Megan. Like, so lucky. it's not like I just don't even know how to describe it. Like, she's so. Ah. <laughs> I feel like what sets Megan apart is the fact that she genuinely is in this because she loves it, and she's not here to start shit with anybody. Exactly. She doesn't want to have beef with anyone. Like, she has a song with Cardi with Nikki. Like with Beyonce, right? She's not though, out here picking sides no, between like all. rap beefs. She's not out here like trying to beef with any of her like fellow female rappers that are on the come up. Exactly. She loves them all. You'll see her like you see like Cash Doll. You see all these other yeah. female rappers that are on her side right now. And yeah, that's Doja. what I love. Yes, all of them, mm-hmm. and that's what I love seeing like about this whole situation right now. She's she's literally the glue of female rap. Like, she is bringing everybody together and keeping them together. And that is a feat that no other female rapper, except for the exception of, like, Missy Elliott, has ever been able to do. And I feel like that's why Missy Elliott loves her. Because she's like, I feel like we're kindred spirits. That positive, yeah. Yeah. Energy. Because there's nothing, like, there's nothing negative that I, like, even when, like, Megan is telling her legs and she's gonna, like, punch out like a punk ass bitch like I'm feeling like it's <laughs> no I don't think she, like it is okay <laughs> but even when she says that stuff like it kind of makes me laugh because I know exactly. she's never going to do it exactly uh, and that's why people are always like oh like whatever she's so masculine she's so this she's so that I'm like no she's not I'm like first of all no, she's I'm not. like she's 
No. I'm like, yeah, she raps hard. I'm like, sure, her lyrics are hard. But have you seen this woman, like, in real life? She's constantly giggling. She's always, like, just dancing. She's just, like, having a good time watching her anime. Did you see that video she put up on her Instagram of her having a she's all that moment coming down? No. (laughs) She was like literally like doing that slow motion walk down the stairs to kiss me. Oh my gosh. I needed my own. (laughs) I love her. I love her so much. Like Like she's just, she's so good. She's and, so good. And I love that she is just all of these different things. She is nerdy, like all yep. of those nerdy black girls. Like we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody growing up that we could have been like, yo, but she's but she's mad nerdy too. And she's like, oh, fucking cool. There's never like we've got her, we've got Sweetie. No, that she's doing wear characters. Yeah, like cosplay, wear anime characters all over them that reference them in their music. Like, right. We we were not that lucky. <laughs> you know, it makes me laugh, like especially with Megan, because when I was a kid, I got really into Naruto, and I was like obsessed with Sasuke, like obsessed with him. Okay, like I was like, I'm gonna marry Sasuke, whatever. He's my husband. Blah blah. blah. And so, like, it's really funny because Meg had the exact same experience and she still posts about like how she wants to like literally marry Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto and I'm like we are the same person (laughs) like we both want to marry this man and like this is the thing like when you're a nerdy black girl and you like fictional men no real man will ever compare Uh, yeah Meg is just great for all the little nerdy black girls. Sweetie, too, obviously. Oh, my I love, gosh. I love when Sweetie posts, like, herself a Sailor Moon. It's so cute. It's the <laughs> best. I love it. I really don't care if everybody likes to say that Sweetie can't rap. I'm like, let this girl put out her cute little bops and right? leave her alone. First okay. of all, first of all, I feel like Sweetie knows she can't rap. She literally calls it, <laughs> she, she calls it pretty girl rap for a reason, Okay. <laughs> True. It's it's for specific. It's for specific people, <laughs> like myself. I just want to fucking dance, right, sweetie? Just it's being just like, like tap tap life. tap in. Like yeah, okay. I'm gonna tap in. Cool, sweetie. Love that. Like yes, that's my time. That's yeah. Time. Like you know, just let like, us live. Like she knows, guys. <laughs> like you don't have to tell her. She's she on the joke. She knows. And she's making money. That's, like, what matters. Exactly. Because she's fucking smart. That's the other thing about so many of these new rap girls, like Megan and Sweetie, they're smart and going for those, like, that's degrees or everything, but I love that they are putting that out there and just... No, I love that. That role model of, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna, like, you know, still hustle and, like, do all my other shit, too. Yeah, it's just, and that's what people forget about some of these rap girls, because they like to make criticisms about the way that they rap and the things that they rap about and say that it's all about sex and it's all about all these other things. But then you like to forget the ways in which they're doing good for their community and the ways that they like, that they are a role model for this generation. Yeah. They all like to forget that, but you want to point out and try to control their sexuality. (laughs) We see what we're doing. We see what you're doing. 
my fave thing was somebody saying, oh yeah, so so much for Cardi B's WAP keeping her husband. I was like, nigga, she divorced him. She divorced, she was like, so listen. <laughs> like, so I'm tired. She's like, listen, I didn't get cheated on. I didn't get like this, this and that. I'm tired of fighting with this nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, let's just be done with it. I'm good. Bye. I'm ready. You know what? I'm ready for single Cardi. I'm, I hope that she stays single for a while because I'm really going to be interested in how like a single Cardi B without like love and hip hop and like all that other stuff. You know, I want to see it. Someone made one of those Instagram wheels, like, you know, like the pictures you like keep like swiping through uh, about how like she's a terrible person or whatever and like all the shit that she's done. And I was like, I'm gonna just tell you right now. We don't care, okay? I'm like, <laughs> y'all want been, us to care, but we don't. <laughs> like, it's been years, guys. Like, nobody gives a shit. Like, if y'all can still fucking stand for Chris Brown, then I don't Ugh. care. Ugh. Then I don't care. Period. Like, if Chris Brown and Tory Lanez are still gonna get plays and all of this shit, then I don't give a shit. Basically, we're saying it doesn't matter how terrible a person you are, as long as your music's good. So, if that's the case, keep the same fucking energy. But the point of all this, of gushing over these fun female rappers, was to say definitively, fuck Tory Lanez. Yes. Fuck him. Send him back to Brampton. Put him underground. Put him anywhere (laughs) that is not near any of us. I am so tired of hearing about this man. I am so tired of you dumbass people that don't seem to grasp that getting shot in the foot, like... Nobody asks to get shot in the foot. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody gets asked. Like, nobody nobody asks for that. Why would How are y'all still sitting here and saying, this woman didn't get shot? How are y'all going to listen to one album and then come to the conclusion, well, like, yep, here we go. Yep. Mm -hmm." He telling the truth. truth. She didn't get shot. It's all niggas. Nobody else must have shot her. Who, niggas, who shot her? <laughs> niggas be like, ooh, a woman a woman said something? That's a lie. Like, that's just how <laughs> niggas be. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, okay. Like, and I feel like that it, it really is just like a thing that men do. Like, they just cannot believe They women. cannot grasp the concept. And it's not even just men, but like so many of those dumb ass pick me women oh, God. that want to yes. come out and they want to like say the same shit. I hate them. Who are you trying to get chose by that you feel like <laughs> you need to simp for bad men? I want to know. I want oh, to know and I want to get you some therapy. Gosh. I want you to get some self-esteem. I need it for my own sanity. I need <laughs> you to level up so that I don't have to scream like this anymore. I hate pick me's. <laughs> They're the worst type of women, and they exist across all fucking races. Okay, so this is off topic, but on TikTok, I saw this TikTok, and it was this these these two Latina girls saying, "Ooh, like Arab men belong to the Latinas or something like that," and it was this Arab woman <laughs> responding, and she was like, "You know what? It's your luck." <laughs> <laughs> That's all you, boo. That's all you. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. It killed me. 
Oh my god. I loved it. I was like, thank you for this entertainment. But I feel like that's what always kind of happens. Like, there's always like one group that like looks at the other group's men and are like, I want him. And the women of that group are like, take him, please. Like, like when people get mad at like, oh, these black men, they be dating white women. I'm like, they can have them. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, a good love. I'm good, love, and joy. Yeah, you Latinas want him. Like, Latinas of any race, if you guys want them. Arab women, if you want them, take them. White women, if you want them, take them. Asian women, if you want them, take them, please. I just want a man who's dumb and doesn't ask me questions. I told Travis this. <laughs> I told Travis this multiple times. I was like, if I ever marry a man, he better be dumb as rocks. I was like, I don't want, I don't want a man questioning me. I don't want a man trying to mansplain anything to me. I just want a dumbass who just has a pure heart of gold but knows nothing. That's all I want. That's it. Maybe he knows how to cook, but that's it. Nothing else. I think even that is a lot to ask. Why? I know, right? <laughs> Isn't that so sad? This is why you can't, like, you just can't have standards. I know. It's so sad. You just want a dumbass and you can't even get one? Like, what the fuck? It's so sad. <laughs> God damn it. I can't. Because listen, all the men I've dated are like super mansplaining, like, oh yeah, like, you know, this is this and this is that. I'm like, nigga, I'm no. I'm more educated than you. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> Stop explaining shit to me that I already know. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> God. You sound like you're about to cry. <laughs> Just like hard breaths. That's, that's how devastating it is. be like moral but just an idiot you know that's all well he has to be like Thor you know but again Thor. fictional yes you see that's what I mean okay. I want a dumbass okay that makes sense that's what I mean yeah who wouldn't love us you know kind kind but stupid <laughs> that's what I want that like okay for like earth like standards thor is smart because he knows a lot about space like asgardian stuff but when he is with asgardians he is dumb as fuck like like his yeah. brother just be looking at him like his brother just be looking at him like so you're a like, fucking idiot <laughs> that that's what i want oh my god <laughs> So maybe, that's, so maybe that's it. Like maybe the standards need to be set <laughs> by like the men of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I think that's like fine. I feel like I would need a. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> let's think about this real. No, mine would have to be a blend. It couldn't like be all one. Fair. I would need like the 
I would like a little bit of like the dumb innocence of Thor. Yes. You know, but like mixed with the um, the loyalty of Steve Rogers. That is good. You know? And, huh. And Tony Stark's money. <laughs> Tony Stark's money. <laughs> Tony Stark's money <laughs> and Tony Stark's sarcasm. Because I, I <clears throat> enjoy sarcasm. That's fair. And um, T'Challa, I would say. Um, hmm. Because, like, I have it on the tip of my tongue with T'Challa. Because so many people... Swag? Yes! Yes! Let's not forget. This is Bill the Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, build boyfriends only with Marvel characters. Because that is fun. Yeah. This is a fun game. Wait, I like this. I like how we just fell into this game. This was not intended. What's not that? <laughs> but this is actually really I, important. Yeah. No. I love yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. I love this. So, yeah. So the dominance of Thor, the loyalty of <laughs> Rogers, <clears throat> but also his abs. There. Because Chris, Christopher Jamal Evans. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Don't question me on that, anybody. <laughs> Don't question me on that because it is what it is. Anyway, um, the sarcasm and money of Tony Stark and the swag of T'Challa. We love that. Okay, so let me build mine. The perfect man. Let's see. So obviously, I want the himbo ness of Thor. Himbo. <laughs> yep, himbo, 100%. Um, I would like Tony Stark's money. The sarcasm can be left behind for me. I don't need that. I can make up for that for myself. Um, I do want something from Steve. What do I want? What could you not want from Steve? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, ain't that the question. Huh. I kind of want... Like, yes, his loyalty is good, but I kind of want, like, that, the protectiveness. I think that's what mm, I like. Yeah. I like the protectiveness. And, hmm, I kind of like Bruce's humor more than I like Tony's. So maybe I'll take Bruce's Bruce humor. is very funny. And I don't give him that credit it's like, enough. It's like a dry humor. Yeah. And I like that. I like a dry humor. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's my guy. I think that's what I would want. Wait, no, T'Challa. I would also like the swag and the fashion sense of T'Challa. You know I also what? want him to look like T'Challa. I don't want Tony Stark's money. I don't want Tony Stark's money. I want T'Challa has I money. I want T'Challa money. Let's think about this. Old money. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. We're Royal. We're talking about like Wakanda. We're talking about like, it's not even like old money. It's like innovative shit that is going to keep going on. For times right. to come because who cares if i'm right. like tony stark is doing over here at the end of the day hours <laughs> and the stupid shit that he keeps building that keeps getting knocked yeah. down at the end of the day ain't nobody gets the purchases <laughs> <Hello>. by <laughs> radio of wakanda 
That's it. You know That's what? Right. So yeah, let's let's switch that. We want Chala's money and his swag. I also want his look. <laughs> I mean, they're all attractive, but yeah, T'Challa kind of wins. He does. I mean, no, he's he's fine. He's very fine. For me, it would be between him and Chris Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Him same. And Steve. Like I, I could go Steve for looks, but I feel like people would also look at me very strange, and also probably in envy. So. Maybe I don't want that. Be better. Bring too much attention. Be <laughs> I really like, I laugh when people talk about like the Chris's of Hollywood and when Chris Evans gets mentioned and they, they talk about how like, well, some people talk about how like, oh, like whatever, like maybe I just don't really like Chris Evans because there's so many of that type of guy in Boston. And I'm like, yo, but like find me a Chris, but like find me a Chris Evans. Like you want a ship point over here? Like it's just a train ride away. Like let's tell me where to find that. Like oh he's a burger. You'll find him anywhere. I'm like where? Where <laughs> does that happen? I just I don't know. People say that shit. I'm like huh? Where? I don't know. Where? where? I, I need to know. I want to know where the gold at. <laughs> like what's gold? gold there are men like chris evans in toronto I guess. see you didn't say that you didn't say that and all the times that you've been like sam you need to move to toronto you've never said wow i mean wow if you're looking for tall muscular you men out on me rip a hunk of wood apart, I, like Chris Evans does. Yeah. Gone. You will find him at the Barry Gym right across from the Scotia Bank Theater that we went to to go see. Wait, what did we see? Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. He will be at that gym right across. But you were saying, never said that. That was a very important information. That's like important information on the brochure. I'm telling you now. Okay, we're almost at the 10 minute mark before we get to Rhea Housewives of Potomac. So in terms of good things that happened this week, um, there's uh, Rihanna opening up her lingerie line and saying that she's going to be making more like, you know, like a men's version of her lingerie line. We love that. She's got boxers and she's got printed pajamas. And I love that. I love how, so I love that with Fenty's skin that she, I mean, even though it was ASAP Rocky or whatever that was in the ad, I love that she did have men in the ad just because, you know, with things like makeup and skincare and fashion, uh, it needs to be, a little bit more gender neutral, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was hearing somebody talk the other day, like, in um, skincare instead of how, you know, people talk about, like, men's skincare lines, and they're like, that doesn't exist. That, like, that's not a thing. Like, that's a marketing right. tool. <laughs> like, there's no such thing as, like, a men's facial wash. Like, they can use the same facial wash as you. <laughs> they can use everything that women are using. I know that because my brother always be stealing our shit. Can't get my mom a moisturizer without my brother trying to steal it. So you know that men can be using the same things as women. So 
I love that she kind of is continuing that with a lot of her brands and <clears throat> making that very clear. Rihanna's catering to us all. With other good things happening this week, we've got Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell, which is like the most perfect casting of all time. She's adorable. I, I saw that and I was like, yes, precisely. She's so adorable. And I hope that they keep her hair just exactly as it is. And that, like, just, just imagining, like, just the curly, just, like, curly halo and, like, the little tendrils, the flowers. Oh, my God. It's going to be, it's going to be a moment. Like, and then they're going to, like, obviously they're going to have to, like, CGI her to be, like, super tiny. So it's going to be, like, adorable. Like, her just, like, flying around. It's like a black little fairy so cute. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. We get to be mermaids. We get to be fairies. He loves to see it. Honestly, it's that. better than, because, you know, some people were like, oh, why not make her Wendy? I was like, no, no, Tinkerbell's the popular one. When people think Peter Pan, they think Tinkerbell. They don't think about Wendy. They don't think about, don't think about Wendy. Wendy. They don't think about Peter. <laughs> they don't think about anybody except <laughs> Tinkerbell. She's the standout star of Peter Pan. The so. GOAT. The greatest of all time. Well, we have three minutes till Potomac. So I think we should end What are here. What are quick Potomac, even though it's going to be long? Over, <laughs> but, okay. So, Real Housewives of Potomac's coming on. Big-ass fight that we about to watch. Yeah. I just have to say, I'm just going to say very definitively, that I think it's uh, I think it's really interesting that everybody has spent the whole year since we found out about this fight thinking that Candace deserved to be dragged and everybody was automatically on Monique's side. But as the details have come out and we have watched the season play out and we have come to see that Monique is a little unstable and a little ridiculous. Yes. And I think it's very interesting that even though that has been coming out, she and her team have still been just like putting out all these things that it's like Candace's fault. Mm -hmm. People are still falling for it, still, because they like to blame they like to blame Candace for things that everybody else has already done. It's and little, why? Uh, it's a little colorism. Mm -hmm. mm, let's talk about it, but we're not going <laughs> to talk about it right now. Let's talk about it another day. Next episode. <laughs> We should talk about the colorism that uh, happens on Real Housewives. We should. It's really quite glaring. Yes. It's, it's, oh, we will I'm uncomfortable next episode about it. up with that. And that'll <laughs> be like our first topic. All right. Colorism in the Real Housewives. It's a promise, guys. It's going to happen. <laughs> so I have a lot to say about it, especially on Potomac. Which is like a primarily black cast, well, an all black cast. All black cast. That's and the cast where like it's not as it's really not as much of an issue on Atlanta. It's no. really not. It's really Potomac that like yeah from the jump. It's and it's because of where they're located, like yeah, where they live. Yeah, colorism really does play a role in mm -hmm. a lot of things. So yes, it shall be an interesting talk next episode. Yes. Hope you all look forward to it. And we are going to go watch The Real Housewives of Potomac now and get very into it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Thank you for listening. And you guys can follow us on Intersectional Media at, um, like on Instagram. That's our handle. And you can follow me on my personal at Rinnie B, which is R-I-N-N-I-E-B-E-E. -E -E. And that's, yeah, that's me. All right, and you can find me at Skin in, the, Skin in the City on Instagram. That's skin underscore in the city. Just think of sex in the city and then think of me. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, see you next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>